0: Here we go, folks. Thank you for joining us again here at Police Pod Talk. I'm your host, Cleveland. I've got my co-host Abby with me again today.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And Jeremy, if you don't hear his voice, that's because he's out on vacation. Uh, I think he's taking—he's like a big brother. He takes some kids fishing or uh, something around this time of the year during the school break. So Jeremy's out there probably listening to us, but uh, he won't be here. But folks, I tell you what. Today on Police Pod Talk, we are thrilled to finally get Jessica Crozier in. Uh, She is the Director of Victims Assistance for the Fort Wayne Police Department. And uh, Jess, you can say hey to the people out there. Hey, everyone. Okay, to let you know she's really here. We've been trying and trying to get her, and you'll you'll soon find out why she's very busy. And we finally got her here today, and I'm telling you, we are pumped. We're going to find out what Victims Assistance is all about and how she works with the Fort Wayne Police Department and helping out people. But again, Jess, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: All
0: right. Uh, Jess, I think the biggest question when I talk to people and say, hey, you were going to be on the show, we were going to get you here. Their thing was, what is Victim's Assistance? I mean, we see little things on the news here flashing up and down, but just kind of give us overall, what is Victim's Assistance before we start grilling you with questions?
2: Yeah, we were established in 1981, and we help victims of crime here in Allen County. We are a subdivision of the Fort Wayne Police Department, but we provide services to all law enforcement agencies here in Allen County, with last year assisting over 7,300 primary crime victims um, with a staff about 10 at that time that did that. And we basically are helping navigate them through the criminal justice system
0: when you say navigate, you're talking about the victims you're helping navigate through. Are you talking about the police? Which one?
2: Probably both. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, the victims. Because a lot of times people don't have any idea what that process looks like. A lot mm-hmm. of time they're alone. And the only notion they have of it is what they see on TV. So right. let's be honest. You don't get DNA in a commercial break. No. It can take some time. So when you don't know where to begin and what your options are, it can be very overwhelming.
0: Mm-hmm. So... When you're talking about working with victims, do you
2: make it on the scene or how how do you get called out? Well, every morning we read police reports. Since we are based out of the police department, we Mm -hmm. have access to that and we pull those cases, get them assigned to advocates so they can start making phone calls and reaching out to clients to let them know what their rights are, what options they have, and give any additional resources. We do have an advocate on call 24 seven. So we respond wherever law enforcement needs us, whether that's at the hospital, at the scene, um, we're on the Page Out team for the Sexual Assault Treatment Center and also for the Bill Lewis Center for Children.
0: What, what is the Bill Lewis Center? That's new to me.
2: That is the center where they interview children 14 and uh, under okay. um, who has been sexually assaulted or something has happened to them.
0: So you guys could actually end up at the scene of a crime with the yellow tape and everything. Absolutely. And then at that moment, you're helping the, the family of whoever this victim is.
2: Yeah, because you have to think about it. during that moment, law enforcement has those first 24 hours are so crucial for that investigation. They don't always have the time, not that they don't want to be there for the family, but they're trying to solve and figure out what happened. Um, As advocates, we can kind of step in and be that support system and kind of help explain that process and why you can't cross the yellow tape. Maybe why can't you go see Uh, your loved one because people don't get it and they don't understand that process.
0: And you say there's 10 of you, 10 We have
2: 12 now, so including me, there's 12 of us now. Wow.
0: So when you first started, how many people were in there?
2: Way back when I started. You
1: started as an advocate, right?
2: Yeah, I was started an advocate. I started interning in 2006, got hired during my internship and was an advocate for about eight or nine years. Hmm. Then I left and came back after a year to be the director in 2015.
0: Now, when you left, did you left because of the job, or was it just something no, greener past years?
2: No, it was just I think it comes to a point where it's either you're the advocate or you, you know, the next step was to be the director, and you just kind of want to expand your horizon and see what else you can offer the world. And it was really difficult to leave, but I knew in my heart it was the best thing for me to kind of grow and see what else I could do.
0: Ah, so you got in there kind of young.
2: Yeah, I was I was a baby. I was just turned 22, 23.
0: And you're seeing a whole lot of mean, nasty stuff.
2: Well, I grew up with law enforcement, so nothing surprised me. Well,
0: tell us about that since you hit on that. <laughs> go ahead.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, my father was in law enforcement. His great-grandfather died in the line of duty, so it's always been my life. My uncle's law enforcement, so it's all I've ever known. I used to do ride-alongs, do dispatch at my dad's um, sheriff's department, so nothing surprised me. I loved yeah.
0: it. So why did you become a cop
2: Um, my dad always wanted something more for me he knew the (laughs) dangers of it and i think he didn't want to think of his daughter going into law enforcement with the risk and everything he loved his job um but i think he always wanted more for me and just at the time i wasn't interested in being a cop i knew i wanted to help people but not necessarily in that realm
0: so then how did you stumble across this
2: well after my dad died, I switched uh, majors into social work. I was an education major, so I switched. And um, to be honest with you, I was working at Dick Sporting Goods and walked the lady that was running the social work department at Social Work. Her and I got started talking. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then next thing I know, victim assistance was coming in to do a presentation. And I just told them that's where I'm going to intern. I'm going to work there one day. I'll be darned. And I called them, got accepted into their internship program, and then I got hired during my internship. Wow. Yeah. So
1: people out there, do you have interns now?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a firm believer in internships. I think it's really important. I think it's beneficial not only for the student, but for the mm-hmm. organization. So right now we have about three to four full-time interns in our office okay.
1: hmm. so is that part of the 12 no okay so okay no. so but they don't as an intern would they go out to a scene with with an actual staff member or? not
2: necessarily i mean if we got to that point we actually have one that's going on her second year practicum okay. with us Would i probably wouldn't be opposed to that but we treat them as advocates they do a okay. yearly plan with all the advocates i do a 90-day plan when they get hired so we put them on that same kind of plan mm-hmm. and yeah, get them to do some client interaction when we think they're ready for it. But yeah.
0: So I'm sure not everybody can cut the mustard.
2: No, I think yeah. everyone has this this dream of I want to help people, but right. they don't know what that means, and not everybody's cut out to be a victim advocate. I mean, you got to be able to multitask. You got to be able to adapt to change and, and
1: and deal with a lot of bad
2: stuff. Yeah, I mean, we we deal a lot of trauma 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So not everybody's cut out for it. Mm-hmm.
0: So since you're saying all that, walk us through. Mm -hmm. You got called. It could be early morning, late night. It's usually when we see on the news these kind of things happen. You end up at the scene. What are your responsibilities? Walk us through you talking to a victim, be it a wife or a husband. Mm -hmm. Go.
2: Um, If we're going out, let's say, to a homicide scene, we are going to get out there and find the lead detective or law enforcement to kind of direct us to the family because usually they've been out there a little longer than us. Then as the advocate, we're gonna to try to approach the family, explain who we are, why we're there, and just kind of see how they're doing. Obviously, we know they're not doing well, and just see what we can do for them. How can we help them and maybe answer any questions they have? If they have questions that we can't answer, we're gonna connect with law enforcement on the scene, that lead detective, and just kind of get some answers for the family and maybe connect them to the coroner's office if they're showing up and just kind of be there for support. And just basically, sometimes that means just sitting with them in silence, you know, getting them tissues, getting them water, um, just kind of being there to answer those questions and be whatever Mm -hmm. help we can Mm be.
0: So let's say they clear the scene, they take this victim or this whoever Mm -hmm. away, be it at the hospital or to the morgue or whatever Mm -hmm. you're going, what do you do then with the family?
2: Well, what we're gonna do, because basically, If law enforcement doesn't need to interview them, if they need to be interviewed, we'll come with them to the police department to be interviewed. Um, If they're going to go to the hospital, because maybe that person is being sent straight to the hospital, we'll show up at the hospital with Mm -hmm. them and be the extra support system. But if the scene is cleared and they don't need to be interviewed, we're going to make sure they have all our contact information, because by that time... A lot of families probably shown up or mm-hmm. reaching out to them. So, we're you know, it becomes a point where you just got to know when, when it's the time to leave. Right. So a time you, for you to leave. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, we're not going to be with them, you know, all night. And right. a lot of families don't want that. They want to mm-hmm. be with their loved ones. And let's be honest, we're just a stranger. Right. They don't know. And we're asking them to trust us. Um, so mm-hmm. it just becomes a point where, you know, in your gut, it's time to give them okay. our information and leave and then follow up with them
0: and then you try to connect with them the next day throughout the weeks leading up to whatever
2: we may give them a day or so but if, if there's something we told them we're going to contact them about we'll call them the next day make sure they're okay you know maybe give counseling resources we partner with um fort wayne united and have helped establish that meals for healing program so we may connect the family to that and do an application or get them connected to other services maybe that's the violent crime compensation application Or the Wayne Township Trustees for... i got to slow you down. What is the violent crime what? Violent crime compensation. What is that? Um, That is an application that victims of crime can fill out to try to get back some expenses lost due to maybe medical expenses. If they're the victim, if it's a homicide case, it's more like getting them um, some burial money. Um, But it's a process, yeah. So they got to fill out that paperwork and everything. Which probably
1: not a lot of people know about, so it's...
2: Yeah, Get not all do, but we try to promote that mm-hmm. and stuff, and we can never make them a guarantee once they mm-hmm. fill it out and send it in. It's up to that organization to let them know if they're approved or not.
0: Okay, now, so what we just talked about was you being there for uh, the family. Mm-hmm. Tell us this in a way where you're there for the victim. Let's say there's no family there, but that mm-hmm. victim is on the way to the hospital and you're chit chatting with them. What do you do with them?
2: Well, it depends. I mean, we're not going to transport, so it well, yeah, depends yeah, what type in, of case. Most yeah. of the cases that we get called out to are shootings, homicides, stuff like that. Like when you say a victim, which one are you specifically The referring? one that's
0: laying on the gurney. The one that's laying on the stretcher. The one well, got they're the going to go down. in
2: the ambulance. So as okay. advocates, we're going to yeah. go to the hospital, and maybe we'll go in with the detective to interview that victim. And the
0: the police department allows this for mm-hmm. you to be in on interviews. Yeah. I'll be darned. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And then I'm sure they have to check with the victim to see if it's okay or they don't even Well, usually
2: they'll introduce us to the victim and say, hey, this is, you know, the victim advocate. She's here for you to provide uh, your support, okay. you know, help facilitate that.
0: Right. Okay. I'm with you there. All right. So you, you do the same thing? Tell them what their rights are, what you can do for them, how you can help them? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then you stay with them as long as you need. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a case where you, you've you been in a long time where they say, look, I don't want your help. Oh, yeah. And a family says, look, get get away. We don't need you.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you got to think about it. We're a stranger. Okay. You don't know me, and I'm asking you to trust me and to share with me stuff that you don't share with most people. Mm-hmm. They may tell me to take a hike. Right. Um, and that's okay. That's the right to do that. We're not right. going to force that onto them. Sometimes what we've seen is that eventually they'll come back. Uh, we always try to keep the same client with the same advocate for rapport building. Um, but if they don't ultimately want our services, we're we're not in the business to force that on anybody. We're mm-hmm. just here to help them and guide them through that process.
0: Now, how, what I've learned is this started back in 1981. Correct. And has it been this big or this active, or what was the first reason for doing this? I mean, how did it start out for what?
2: I'm not really sure. I think there just became a need where people needed someone to support them you know law enforcement not that they don't care it's just you know they're so busy trying to solve the cases and put together things that I just think there's a need for that that people needed that extra support system and be that liaison you know
0: right right we were reading an article a while back about a social worker
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, for the police department kind of doing the same thing going in afterwards talking to people is that kind of what you guys are
2: yeah, I mean, we have various backgrounds. So, you know, we got human services, you got social work, you got criminal justice majors. Um, but yeah, I guess you could kind of refer to us that I think more of like, I always joke is like the middleman, hmm. you know, when you can't get a hold of law enforcement, prosecutors, just call your victim advocate who can connect you and figure right. out what's going on.
0: Okay. So we're talking about shootings, homicides, what other areas of victims? Give me where you guys help victims in other areas what?
2: Oh, any type of crime. So you got domestic violence is probably 80% of our caseload. Robberies, OWI is causing serious bodily injury, child molest, any type of sexual assault, bad batteries. Um, I mean, we've, we've covered suicide cases, death investigations for, for the family of mm-hmm. that person. Okay. Yeah, I, got so, you. I mean, anything that we don't do a lot of theft cases, but if a client would call and say, I really, really want an advocate and it's something out of the ordinary, we'll do it we won't turn people away
1: now i have a question you said yeah. um you go through the police reports every morning
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so you guys kind of on some of these cases do you cold call them and say hey we're victims assistance. do you need us do you want any help can we refer you to anything do you do is that what you do absolutely on those cases? yep
2: so we if they they can either call into the office and get an advocate assigned or when we pull those cases in the morning yeah we call them directly identify who we are why we're calling and what it's about and let's see if they're interested in protective order information or if the person's eligible for charges we will and they're intimate or related and the victim wants charges then we'll facilitate that paperwork and then send it to the detective bureau or send it directly over here Um, we do safety planning with all our clients even if they don't want a protective order we're still going to throw in safety planning
1: don't you guys also do um I know the prosecutor's office puts no contact orders in on uh-huh. some criminal cases and you guys have, you give classes?
2: Yeah. So we offer when there's a no contact order put on a criminal case and that victim wants that dropped. We facilitate a class on Tuesdays. Usually, I think today was in the morning and then next week it's in the evenings for victims to take to get domestic violence education, safety planning, learning about the effects domestic violence has on their children um, and just understanding statistics on it and yeah.
1: Is it required?
2: Through the prosecutor's office it's required. If they want it
1: dropped. Correct. Can they take it um, if they don't want it dropped just to learn or is it just if you want it dropped?
2: We've had a few that just want to take it that we have allowed it because if I'm I'm, I'm part of like if you want education, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna turn you away because obviously you're thinking about it and you know there's some wrong things about it. I'm gonna allow you to be in that class whether you want it dropped or not.
1: So anyone can call you Mm -hmm. if they want some help or questions. Mm can, I, can you throw out your number? Yeah, our Anyone? number is
2: 427-1205. That's our main number. Anybody can call if they have questions, even if they just want some advice, we'll guide them and help them the best we can.
0: And all this is free? Absolutely. How do you guys stay afloat?
2: We are under the Fort Wayne Police Department's budget, and then I apply for two different grants that house about four of the advocates. I didn't know that, I'll yeah. be
1: darned. So you help all of Allen County, so the Sheriff's Department could call you, New Haven could call you, was there Woodburn? Woodburn. Oh, yeah. Um, Parkview oh, Hospital, all their Park officers. Hospital. Absolutely. Okay. okay.
2: Has, mm-hmm.
0: it, has any of the university police departments called you? Uh, Purdue University has. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'll be darned. So you've gone and worked with them. Oh, I, I believe you put on a class one time out there. I did. I
2: remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: I just happened to be walking by the door, and I saw you in there.
2: Yeah, we try to do education when, it, when people ask and do mm-hmm. different events throughout the year as well so to promote stuff.
0: So by saying that, you just said something now. What events do you have?
2: Well, we just did the Rise Up event uh, in October. What is Rise Up? It's uh, it's about domestic violence uh, prevention and awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, October is National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so that's one event we do on the courthouse lawn to promote that
0: nationwide. Everybody in the nation knows it's that month. Yeah, okay, absolutely.
1: It's the color purple. Yep. Why the color purple? I have no
2: okay.
0: idea. I had nothing to do with prints or anything.
2: <laughs> It'd be fine with me. I no, mean, it's I I great I didn't music. Know. I, <laughs> no, not that I'm aware of. Okay,
0: <laughs> so you do that event. What's the and and with that event? What what is? How do you make money off of that event?
2: We don't make any money off of that event. We sell shirts um, with the logo we created just to get awareness and, and encourage people to wear them. But we don't make any money off of that event.
0: Okay, so you're really not out to make money since you no. do you're part of a okay so no. you're just getting the word out on what prevention and, man okay awareness
2: hey, hey, we gotta hey, get these people to start thinking about these and having these conversations that most people don't want to talk about
0: okay so what is another
2: event um in april we have two we do there's always a week observed for national crime victims rights week so we on that first tuesday of that week we'll put on our candlelight vigil to remember those lives taken due to uh, violence yeah Um, And then at the end of the month, we do our sole fundraiser event, our diamonds and denim event, to raise money and to do additional things in our office.
0: What's a diamond and denims? What is that?
2: It's our event where we ask people to wear some jeans, dress up. Um, Not really. It's kind of casual, I would say. Wear your diamonds and just come out and support our office and help us raise money to continue doing things above and beyond.
0: So what is the cost of a diamond or What is it? Diamonds and Denim. Okay.
2: It's um, victim assistance, diamonds and denim, every victim matters auction event. When is that? It's usually held the last Friday in April. I believe this year is going to be April 25th, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look Mm. at my calendar. So is
1: anybody, do you have to buy tickets? Yep. We do
2: sponsorship tables or individual tickets. And we've done some great things with that. We were able to get a software program so we could go paperless. We're able to make two Unused rooms into client rooms. So instead of clients going to the courthouse to wait, they can wait in these rooms that look like living room settings that's somewhere private mm-hmm. and safe for them until they have to go testify.
1: Just a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. for them.
2: Yeah, we'd be able to put on the Rise Up event with it. We do Santa's Workshop with Mad Ants and Pacers and turn my conference room literally into Santa's Workshop so families can get toys. We do the book bag giveaway in August. I think this year we gave out over 500 book bags school supplies that we do with Salvation Army
1: and you raise all this money from the diamonds and denims to pay event. for
2: anything extra and then we partner with a lot of agencies that okay. help contribute a lot to those stuff so
1: people out there listening they could can if they're a business owner can they donate because it's a si- auction
2: yeah so silent we, or silent and live okay so we usually start reaching out to organizations hopefully in the next week or two and start getting donations um, yeah
1: do you get a dinner? Bye-bye yep, dinner, all dinner right. and everything, entertainment. I, I like to eat, so.
2: I do, too. There has to be food or I won't go. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm just playing.
1: So it's a, a night out for a couple, possibly, mm-hmm. going, uh, raising some money.
2: Yeah, I think last year we raised 55000 so we want to awesome. succeed that and mm. go above. I'll be
0: darned. And that money's used for the, all the extra things you guys yeah. need to do. Yeah,
2: so we just got a tree for the embassy, the Festival of Trees. right. First time ever, so we're gonna do that, make an awareness tree. So we're really excited about that.
0: Now, when you say a tree, is that one of those trees where you pull a tag off and there's a gift you gotta buy for a kid?
2: No, no. This is at the embassy. The festival of trees uh, I didn't mean to, Okay, I
0: didn't mean to make that sound like I it's get, a bad thing. I This was wonderful. You
2: need to go to the
1: embassy. Well, Apparently you they, they haven't they gone, have gone have in a tram. year. I know. Our years okay. or ever. I'll, I'll set a. Well, wow. During lunch, we'll go somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, go, you got go. You gotta
2: go vote on our tree. We want to win. All right. How well, many trees are there? Oh my gosh. I I, I think they did 200 trees, they told me, and they had like 80,000 some followers in. Mm. Wow. So we're just always trying to think of different ways to
1: get get awareness out there. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You guys have a Facebook page?
2: We do have a Facebook page. And we've done digital billboarding. I mean, so we're always trying to do different things.
0: Now I'm going to go way back here. You said something about you come from a law enforcement background. And you kind of. Family. Family. Okay, well, you know. You guys sat around and talked at the table like blue bloods. And, yeah,
2: uh, I mean, I think like my that. dad protected us from a lot of things too. Okay,
0: but you've seen a lot. Oh yeah, and you got to be pretty hardened to do what you do. Even though, what do you do to release the stress of the things that you run into?
2: Well, I think my faith in God, church, helps a ton. I think having a family, my own kids is really important. I mean, I like to read, so I think it's about doing those things in life that make you happy. Mm -hmm. But as you know, I mean, you worked in law enforcement. you just It doesn't leave as soon as you leave the office. Mm -hmm. It follows you, so I just think it's important to have those healthy boundaries and take time for you when it's necessary.
0: Well, that's why I'm asking. There's got to be some release. I mean, you don't go hit the heavy bag or do some uh tie bow or something i don't know
2: beat Her. my seventh and eighth grade girls up in basketball okay anyway <laughs> see
0: now that goes totally against what you're all about
2: <laughs> i mean like playing not like physically oh
0: all right all right because that's right you got that back down in she, basketball bringing
2: it
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. okay i got you there okay <laughs> oh my goodness so again um you've seen a lot and yeah. you've done a lot mm-hmm. and uh, you still enjoy what you do
2: Yeah. People ask me that all the time. I mean, I see things I don't wish on anybody, but Mm -hmm. I mean, the job is hard. It's stressful. It's emotionally draining, but it's definitely one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had. Um, I love it. I think I really love it. I don't think I would have came back if I didn't love it. Leaving was really hard and it was a hard decision to make, but yeah, I mean, I love to help people. I love to advocate for people and fight for rights and stuff. So I definitely think it's the perfect fit for me. But mm-hmm. it is hard.
0: Yeah. Well, you're the person to do it. You're there now. Well, I have now, a great
2: staff. I mean, they're all yeah. fantastic. I mean, I can't. I mean, do with what I do without them. I mean, they're the ones out there working the cases, doing all those things. I mean, they are fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm sure you guys have sit down times, training times, so they can yeah. vent a little bit too.
2: We try, we try to do a lot of self-care, so we do a lot of different yeah. trainings, um, trying to learn about trauma and, and other things. But we do a lot of team-building exercises, too, and s- try to celebrate one another because I think that's Good. important. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, according to what I was looking at, the numbers appear to be going up every year. People either contacting you guys or you guys having to go out on mm-hmm. calls. Uh, that's true, right? The numbers are going up.
2: Yeah, they went up. Last year was a little bit of a down from the year prior. I think the year prior was like 83, 8400, then last year was 7,300. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think more people are becoming aware of us just by us staying out there with social media sites, the digital billboarding.
0: Right. Um, it's not so much that there's more happening as it is more people are willing to ask for help and report. It. Is that what it is?
2: i mean i think so i think more people are getting used to us and seeing us i think i mean when you do this business as you know i mean it seems like it's up all the time it's never stopping there's never like a break no yeah i understand that
0: yeah tell me this finish this for me okay uh victim's assistant would like to do what better
2: getting into the school systems and really starting with these kids younger and younger i think We don't give kids enough credit and i think in this day and age kids are living with their cell phones and technology and nobody wants to say anything about teen dating violence but it's real and we're just seeing things younger and younger so i think for me i would love to get into the school systems more and then also i would love to see every county have a victim assistance program that's police based i think there's a huge benefit to that
1: how many in indiana are there
2: it's very rare okay i maybe know of a couple other but it's rare to have a victim assistance program that's police based and i would love to go when you say
1: police based there are others that just aren't like like you guys are in the police Mm -hmm. department working with them they call you out so what are some of the others
2: they're just your outside social work agencies that are outside of that that don't have access to police reports so their way is just word of mouth i would love i think there's a benefit to having a victim assistance Mm -hmm. program that's police based you can contact people sooner you can do that prevention work sooner. Now I do everything. have a
1: question. Um, here in the Allen County Prosecutor's Office, there is a domestic violence coordinator, mm-hmm. Kathy, which I believe you yep. did have on. Right. Um, so do you guys work with her? How, uh, how, do, how does that work? Is there anybody else that had, do you know of any other prosecutors that have someone like her in here? How do you guys work together?
2: Now, that I don't know about other prosecutors, but um, we work hand-in-hand. So, you know, she's kind of helped coordinating it, working with the prosecutor. We're doing more of the victim-based. I think we kind of coincide at times where um, maybe interact with that client at the same time, giving questions. But, I mean, when we got issues or we have client questions, we'll call her or vice versa. So I think it's a wonderful relationship that we have she kind of lets you know
1: what's maybe going on on the prosecutor's side so you can relay it Mm -hmm. does she have contact with your victim with the sometimes if she needs
2: to and we can help facilitate that or she'll be like hey do you got a good number we'll be like hey so-and-so's calling can you please give them a call they want an update or they feel like some things were messed up uh, not messed up but like missed on their case Mm -hmm. so yeah we just try to work hand in hand but we each have our own role you know and do our own thing
0: Tell me about this event. Uh, you didn't mention this one called Cut It Out. Is that right? Cut It Out.
2: Event. Oh, we did that a couple years back. We partnered with the prosecutor's office and the YWCA mm-hmm. and got with local um, beauty salons to have them come in and teach them about domestic education because what we found is a lot of time people won't talk, but when they sit in the chair to get their hair done, women like to talk. And that's when you're working with clients. They may tell you about stuff going on Or when you're working on their you know their hair you may see bruising in the hairline Mm. so we wanted to um get together with them and kind of give them some education and some helpful tips did you have
1: a lot of people interested a lot of hair salon people come we
2: did but it's just it's really hard i think sometimes to get people to come to training you know and it was it it was a good their business, unfortunately hair salons we try to do it on a monday because a lot of salons are closed on mondays but it's just sometimes hard getting people Mm -hmm. to come
0: I guess I don't know that much about hair salon. Is it
2: something well, you go to a barbershop, right? I don't know what you guys do. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is oh, it something bye. that like
1: word of mouth, have you ever tried it again? To say, okay, like, oh wow, I came, that was good training and like them tell another salon.
2: I don't or another know. another hair
1: person to say, hey, that was a good training. Maybe you should go. Sometimes even them talking to each other.
2: Yeah, we really haven't talked back about it. I mean, I think it's something we're always up for mm-hmm. revisiting. You know, we're trying to get some things started with one of the school systems um, that I know of and try to do a training for them. So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time and fitting it in and mm-hmm. getting the resources you need. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the problem, is yeah, you know? resources.
0: Yeah. It really is. Okay, in a nutshell. What do you want these victims to know? If you're a victim of a crime, you're a victim of uh, domestic violence, you're a victim of whatever, and you're a victim, you feel it, what would you tell someone who's listening right now? Just sum it up.
2: If you're a victim, you, you just know that you're not alone. There is help out there for you. Um, you are more than welcome to give us a call. We'll get you with an advocate to kind of let you know what your right and options are doesn't mean you have to utilize our services but when and if you're ready we are there to help and you can reach us at 260-427-1205 there
0: you go what you got abby no
2: yep, sounds good
0: sounds good Call <laughs> yeah. jessica again uh, now folks you see why it took so long to get here she's so involved in different events that are going on and uh, reaching out to people and she's a pretty busy uh, young lady and it was kind of tough to get her here but we are thrilled like i said before to have her here with us and Hopefully you got something out of what we talked about today. Again, if you have any questions about any of it, don't hesitate to reach out to her. I mean, it's just over the phone. And then you can set something up later if you want to come into the office and have a face-to-face with them. But uh, they're there, they're out there, and they're willing to help. Um, Jess, thanks for all the information today. You educated me because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, how did they find out one more time about these events? I mean, where do you advertise these at?
2: We try to advertise them through our Facebook page, um, word of mouth through other individuals, just spreading it maybe in the newspapers and stuff.
0: Okay, so they're coming up. So what's what's the next one coming up that we would look for?
2: Santa's Workshop and our Candlelight Vigil.
0: Okay, well, you forgot about the Christmas tree thing. Oh, yeah, the See? Festival
2: of Trees in November. i had Surprise you remember.
0: Notes. No, I was ready to go. I've never
2: been. And, hey, if you're a business owner, a diamonds
0: business and owner, denim. Diamond. They, they're looking for a donations. Donation. There you go.
2: Or, what, trying to beat 55000 Yeah, and you can just donate that amount if you'd like. Just $55,000? We won't discriminate. We won't turn you away. Where's my wallet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Jessica. And, hey, thanks for hanging out with us again, folks. You can email us at policepodtalk at gmail.com with any topics you'd like for us to tackle or comments or questions you heard about the program today, again, on Police Pod Talk. You can also reach us on Facebook under Cleveland Jr., and Jr. is actually spelled out. There's a long story as why we do that, but uh, friend us there at uh, Cleveland Jr., and uh, we'll hit you back, and you'll see some of the events that are going on or some of the interviews that we're doing. But again, Jessica, thank you for being with us, and folks, thank you for listening to us here again on Police Pod Talk.
2: Thank you for having me.